a public service announcement, so it's Halloween, which you knew that already. But it's also, of course, as Halloween, it's the vigil of All Saints Day, which is a holy day of obligation. So notice the mass schedule changes. It's good that you're here today. Normally, just for what it's worth, on a, on a holy day, we wouldn't have the morning mass on the morning of the vigil. That was the survey results that we took. But just for you guys, I woke up, no, I'm just kidding. But, so we have mass this morning, but this is not the holy day mass. So tonight starts the mass for the holy day. And then tomorrow morning is another option. And tomorrow evening is another option. So lots of options for the Mass for the Holy Day of Obligation of November 1st. And then November 2nd, All Souls Day, there are also, and you begin the eight days, I think, of like focusing on praying for the dead. All Souls Day, and, and actually we wear purple, it's kind of neat. Okay, so um, public service announcement. Um, I love today's readings just because they're so real. Our Lord talks about this reality of his kingdom that has come, right? The angel Gabriel told the Blessed Mother, his kingdom will have no end. So exciting! And yet, sometimes it just feels like, what kingdom? Where is heaven? Like, this is hard. I thought this was supposed to be easy. And yet he said that his coming, Christ himself, the mustard seed, is a mustard seed. At first it's really small, tiny, insignificant. Nobody notices it. Does it feel any different after you're baptized? Anybody feel different after you're baptized? No, you cried louder after you were baptized. What's up with that? But it's real. Like, the, the struggle is, is real. And so Jesus talks about it, tells us to expect it, and then St. Paul describes his own struggle, the struggle of the early Christian community. You know, there's a little footnote. There's a beautiful connection between all creation waiting for our human experience of salvation. All creation is groaning, waiting for the redemption of mankind. Because what will create, or creation was cursed because of man. What will it be like when creation is blessed because of man? Through man. We come to Mass, we actually, I'm getting too much on this tangent, sorry, but um, the through him, with him, and in him is like that we offer all creation back to God. And creation waits for the fullness of that. But St. Paul says, after that, talking about creation and all these things set free from slavery, waiting and, and groaning, all creation is groaning in labor pains, great image. What is human life? It's like labor pains. You're not done yet. How many people have never gone? Anybody gone through labor? I have not gone through. Anyway, so it's not pleasant. And you're like, I would just like this to be over. When will it be over? Nine months takes forever. But you got to make it through. And what comes at the end of the nine months is just the beginning of a beautiful glory, which is why St. Paul could say, I consider that the sufferings of this present time, this pregnancy period we call life, are as nothing compared with the glory still to be revealed. So we await that glory with eager expectation. Hold on to that, eager expectation, because he also says, not only creation, but we ourselves, we who were baptized, we've received salvation. The kingdom has come into my heart. The mustard seed was planted, but yet we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we also groan within ourselves as we wait for the fullness of our adoption, the redemption of our bodies. We struggle. It's labor, and it's a struggle. Even though we've been saved, even though heaven's already begun, we're living heaven now. But it's the mustard seed. It's the groaning part. We wait with eager expectation things to come, but for now we, we do need to go through 
the groaning process. It is gradual. It is now, but not yet. Now, but not yet. It's actually a very profound theological term. Now, and yet not fully. Pope Benedict XVI wrote one of my favorite encyclicals, Spe Salvi, In Hope We Were Saved, which is St. Paul's quote right here. In hope we were saved. Which means we hope for the fullness, we enjoy it now a little bit, but not fully, because it's not yet fully here. So we do, we experience this groaning as a whole church throughout the world, groaning. If you haven't noticed in the news, the church is groaning. Some struggles, some difficulties, nationally, locally, and globally. And in our personal hearts, our own church, the dwelling of the Holy Spirit within us, we struggle, I struggle. Our homes, the domestic church, struggles. The groaning is very tangible. And yet we're called in that groaning to bear that burden, to carry that cross, to persevere in those trials. Trials from within me, within my own heart, my sin, my temptations, my struggle, my laziness, my my fatigue, my feelings that don't go with my faith, my doubts that undermine my faith, bear that groaning. Carry that cross. And then labors and pains from without. Persecution. Pressures from society that make it hard for me to carry the burden of these labor pains. That make it hard for me to believe in the birth to come, the hope and eagerness still to come. Those pains of watching people I love not going that way. The pains of, of everything around me pushing against my faith. But Mike Schmitz in the Catechism in a year a few days ago was on the topic of scandal. In other words, so many things around me or things in me myself that lead others to sin. And it's real. And society has a lot of those stumbling block. That's what scandal means. Stumbling block things that make it hard and make us groan under the burden. But we bear it with hope because we know what is coming. And we put our gaze on what is coming and not getting too caught up in the passing trials and sufferings here. Because what is coming, we await with eager expectation, even as we groan under the present burden. While the mustard seed grows towards that fullness of redemption. Amen? Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.